It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Friday, October 7th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less Pisscast, brought to you by Shane Holmes. Uh, we're heading into the Thanksgiving long weekend here. It's supposed to be 21 degrees and sunny the whole time. It's insane. It's phenomenal. He's, uh, today I looked and we, I think, are the warmest place in Canada, outside of Medicine Hat. Medicine Hat beats us by a degree, I think, because they always do. Yep. Uh, outside of that, though, we are the warmest place in Canada. I think right across the prairies, too. Like, I'm going to Saskatchewan for the weekend and it's supposed to be very Amazing. warm there it's yep. just great uh baseball playoffs start today the wild card series your jays and the mariners yes they you're do. geared up in blue jays gear today are you excited slash nervous uh yes i'm as a toronto sports fan i never get overly excited <laughs> uh they Learned. they should win i mean they are the better team they're playing really well right now they should win uh, i never will count my chickens before they hatch though so i'm cautiously optimistic i will enjoy the games i told my friends though um you know, like if they get past the wild card series and into a full series, then then I'll really jump aboard. Okay. Right now, I'm kind of just I'm still treading lightly. Okay. Uh, I hate the Jays, but it's been fun watching all the Jays jerseys come in this morning. Yeah. And maybe playoff baseball is just the best. I so know. Exciting. That's why I'm I'm super excited to watch the games. I hope they win. That's all. Yeah. On today's show, uh, we're going to talk about a conspiracy from the sporting world. Uh, my son Bo had a bit of a dilemma at school. I ask your advice on this and some advice from some friends of the show as well. There was a mall in Calgary that banned students from the food court due to misbehavior. We'll talk about that. Uh... Speaking of baseball, Aaron Judge uh, broke the home run record for the American League this past week, and what became of his home run ball is kind of an interesting story. Sean is going to try to predict the biggest Halloween costumes of the year. We have a new premiere in Alberta. We do. We'll talk about that. The Goat of Children's Books. First, your out-of-context clip of the show. There's a work apple. <laughs> yeah, it's a work apple right there. That one has a worm in it. Give that to me. <laughs> No, don't throw it out. No, I need that for work to make myself visible. BNS in 20 minutes or less. These days, everyone is talking about work-life balance. Yep. How to leave work at the office, how to separate the two. Yeah. Um, well, I was talking to my mom last night, and she was telling me about my youngest brother who lives with them, and uh, he takes it to a different level, separating work from, from his personal life. Okay. So he, my mom said that he won't... He won't wear any of his nice clothes to work, any of his favorite clothes, because that's not his time. So he doesn't want to waste his good outfits on work. Wow. He also won't take good food to work. Sorry? He won't take good food to work. But... So he like when he makes his lunches and stuff or packs his snacks, he doesn't pack anything good because that's not good time. Oh. So it's almost like... When he's at work, he's just going to sit in it. That is... And then everything enjoyable, everything that he enjoys and looks forward to has to come outside of work hours. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you make work more miserable if you don't like work by more miserable... What? I know. That's what I said. I said, you can make work more bearable by like, oh, I get to wear this cool outfit tomorrow. Like, I get to have this delicious thing at lunch today. No, not him. Something to look forward to. He he completely compartmentalizes the two. wow. And when he's home, he said, my parents are not allowed to talk to him about work. They're not allowed to ask him. Like about anybody he works with, about how his day at work was. I mean, and that's fair. A lot of people, like, I get that-ish. 
But like he won't he won't take a Macintosh apple to work because the Macintoshes oh, are the good apples right. and he likes those. So those need to be enjoyed outside of work hours. So what does he like go to the apples and pick the rotten ones? There's a work apple. It's a- yeah, that's a work apple right there. That one has a worm in it. Give that to me. No, don't throw it out. No, I need that for work to make myself miserable. <laughs> Spiking it off the People floor at the, at the grocery, grocery store. store like, Where's your garbage food? What are you doing? the garbage. Because I'm a garbage person. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm at work, I'm just garbage. I'm going to sit in the dumpster <laughs> at work and eat here. All my garbage food. I was like, why don't you like wear a hair shirt at work or something? Oh, to really my have God. Have someone come and hit you every 15 <laughs> minutes to remind you that you're on their time. This is not your time. Oh, I know. I, I don't understand it. His brain just works a little bit. A little bit differently because I'm with you. I would tr- I would do things to make work more enjoyable. Yes, you know, more bearable. Yeah, yeah. like I'm looking forward to this snack mm-hmm. I get this afternoon. Or, <laughs> nope, not him. Oh, they are two we... completely separate things. I mean, wow. there's there's like not answering work emails on your own time. Yep. And then there's depriving yourself of any joy between the hours of eight and five because oh, that's very that's, odd. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Sits down in an interview. Yeah, I need a boss that's an a-hole, okay? Because this is my work time and everything needs to be miserable. <laughs> I'm a piece of crap. Yeah, come here, and so. punch me every five minutes. <laughs> the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I did the bookstore yesterday and uh, came across the Babysitter's Club books. Okay. And I had, yeah. I had this flashback to all of those great kids book series that we used to read. Like, I know that was more for girls, so I'm sure you probably didn't read the Babysitter's Club. I can still see the covers of them, though. Yes, right, uh, very I remember vividly. seeing them. Didn't read them, but I remember seeing them. Yep, yep. They were huge. They were huge for a while. And then there was, I got thinking, like, what would the gro- goat, what would the greatest of all time be when it comes to those kids' book series that we all used to read? Because hmm. there, were, there were quite a few when you, when you get thinking about it. Like, if you consider The Hobbit to be a children's book, then the debate is over, in my opinion. No. <laughs> I would disagree. <laughs> it was originally written as a children's book. It's true. It was written as a story for Tolkien's children. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be that 100%. Okay. But we're gonna, if not, we'll put that aside. Just like I don't really aside. count uh, the Lord of the Rings film trilogy as a movie. It's a journey of self. So when people ask me what my favorite movie is, I don't even say Lord of the Rings because that's in its own category. And I kind of think that about The Hobbit, too. So I uh, say it's a journey of self. It's a journey, of self. It's a journey that we all must take at some point in I life. I would slap my own ass if I said that. <laughs> Come on. Come a lot on. of growth, a lot of personal growth. We learn Holy a lot about ourselves crap. when we take don't that journey. That I hope you've public. taken it. My God. If not, you will. Um, so The Hobbit, for sure. But Did if you not say that The to Hobbit. Girls? Yeah. <laughs> Say it to anyone who asks. Girl, <laughs> trying to hit on a girl. Yeah, no, no, that's a journey of self. See ya. Bye bye. Anyway, taking out <laughs> the Hobbit. She wasn't worth the time. <laughs> uh, we're taking the Hobbit out of the conversation. Uh, After the Hobbit. Hmm. So let me. Uh, here's some that I was thinking of. Like there's there's the Boxcar Kids. Do you remember that? Yeah. Was that a series or was it one book? It was a series. Okay. But if, the fact you didn't know that means uh, no. Uh, Nancy Drew books were mm-hmm. a big one. Goosebumps. I see. I freaking love Goosebumps growing Which, up, but I know I'm like that one might generational too. Though if you're older than us, uh, Goosebumps probably wasn't important to you. Whereas like, you know, he's, and it seems to be really gendered, right? Yeah. Like, what about Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah, that's a, yeah for sure. That was um, an old one and not really gendered. I mean, Harry Potter. Harry Potter would be my choice, but yeah, and I think you'd have a strong case for it because I mean, Harry Potter has how many? People started reading because of Harry Potter in an era when you had like 
video games and the internet to compete with. I never thought of it that way. I always thought it was just too quote unquote new age. I was like, that's still fairly recent a series. So would that count as the goat? But you're right. When did the first book come out? That's a good question. Would be what twenty something years now. Yeah, I mean, I think you could like you could go back, you know, fifty years, a hundred years, and look at the the children's books that were big then. But was anything quite the the global phenomenon that Harry Potter was that inspired like a theme park and like yeah. You're right. I never thought of it that way, but you're that's true. Uh, 1998 was the first book, so yeah. Okay, 24 years? Yeah, for a while. Yeah, I would probably have to say Harry Potter. I know it, it feels too new to be considered the GOAT, yeah. but just the like the number of kids who picked up books because of Harry Potter and mm-hmm. the influence that it's had and st- is still having. Like, I was and, obsessed. So, again, it, personally, it's Harry Potter for me, but yeah, the global influence of those those books is huge. At a time when books were, were not the primary form of entertainment for kids. Yeah. So, I think that... 24 years ago, I watched the first book, and I still went to the Harry Potter play this past year, too. Like, it's still yeah. influencing my life. So Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's got to be Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So, we woke up in this province this morning to a new premier. We did. Danielle Smith won the UCP leadership race yesterday. I think it, the race was a lot tighter than many people expected. I know. Because she was kind of the clear favorite going into it. Yep. And then she didn't win until the sixth ballot with only 53% of the vote. Well, that's crazy because Premier Jason Kenney stepped down with 51%? Yeah. Saying, like, I don't feel like I'm worthy of being Premier at 51%. And she's she marginally above that. 53. Yeah. yeah. Travis Taves is behind her with 47%. And, I yeah, I think that was a lot closer than... People expected going into that. How are you feeling about Danielle Smith as premier, Shauna? I have to be honest with you, Beckler. I don't know a whole ton about her. I really don't. Like when I heard that, I was just like, I guess I'll have to read up a bit more because I hadn't heard. I mean, I knew she's fairly controversial. She had a radio show. Mm -hmm. I don't know that much else about her, to be honest. I'm kind of in the same boat as you because by the time I'd moved to the province, she wasn't as politically relevant anymore. Like... Um, and I, same as you, I never listened to her radio show, so I don't think I have a real strong opinion one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if she's serious about the Alberta sovereignty stuff, I think that could become a bit of a mess. That's the one thing that I saw that I was like, whoo, like her, her speech was, she was, she, she was doubled, doubling down last night. Like, yeah. And like when you compare that to, I mean, another controversial political convert conservative political figure Pierre Polyev like it sounds like their acceptance speeches were kind of night and day yeah. like Pierre's was like hopeful and kind of about you know about moving forward and stuff and hers was like we are going we're to take battle with an iron fist yes. here like yeah so i don't know i don't know man a political scientist in front of the show Dwayne Bratt on Twitter last night he pointed out that he's like this is a remarkable political comeback for her though mm-hmm. because she was kind of down and out seven, eight years ago, and now she's our premier. That is true, yeah. I mean, how she'll fare in a general election might be a different story. Mm-hmm. I have a, a group chat with some of my buddies. They're, they're all smart guys and fairly politically aware, and I, I said this in the group chat, and I think a lot of them disagreed with me, but I think that Danielle Smith taking leadership of the UCP helps the NDP. Because I think... She's too far? Well, I think that Rachel Notley will be seen as the more moderate option right. yeah. um, come the election in the spring, whenever that's going to be. I think it has to be by March or by May 29th. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Twitter was very distraught last night about Danielle Smith being our premier. And typically when Twitter likes something, I don't. Mm. So, okay. I think I'm going to wait and see what she does over the next eight months as premier. Yeah. 
But yeah, like it'll said, be interesting to see because some of the things she was saying, I was like, wow, like you're going to full out go after Ottawa? Like what the is, sovereignty thing, I'm like, is that, that's not legal. You're going to have to go to court to. And what did she say about AHS? Oh, she was like, if we don't, if it doesn't get fixed, we'll find someone who does or something. Like basically, it sounded like she was going to start getting rid of people oh. who didn't do what she wanted. Mm-hmm. So it was a very, yeah, the speech itself, very, um, she came in hot. She did. She came yeah. in pretty spicy. Mm. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Every year around this time, I like to predict what I think the biggest Halloween costumes of the year are going to oh. be. Oh. And uh, it's funny because I, I was thinking about this year and I'm like, I don't know what's going to be big this year. This is one of the years that I'm having the most difficult time predicting. Well, Halloween was weird the last couple of years. Yeah. And I don't so. know if that's part of it. Is it like... There's just not quite as much hype around it and the big costumes, but yeah, I truly got thinking. It was like, who are the big characters or the big like pop culture icons or whatever that we're going to see? Squid Games was last year, right? Yes. Okay. And that was a huge costume last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, maybe that'll extend through for this year as well, especially yeah. as they're talking about doing more Squid Games. But like, the only other one I thought of is like Top Gun characters, maybe? Ah, yeah. I mean, that one's been a perennial favorite. Well, that's just and it. Like, So that's not new. It's just maybe more of them yeah. because of the new Top Gun. That's but a pretty good prediction, I think. Yeah. Outside of, of that, like, like... The big news items and, like, yeah, like I said, pop culture items. Like, the, I mean, the war in Ukraine was the big news item, and that you can't make a costume out of that. No, and, like, um, the Queen isn't really, like, a... Oh, that would be a good costume, though, wouldn't it? It would be Someone nailed costume. the Queen. I just kind of thought of that out loud Shana, right you should now. Do I was it. like, oh, damn. You should do it. Comes that a little old be. lady with a, you know, in like one of her pants. Oh, suits. yeah. And a, one of those, a wig, oh. a white hair. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's a pretty good idea. Uh, with a brooch. Yeah. With a brooch on. Queen would be great. And the purse. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, the other one I thought of, maybe Ted Lasso. Yes. I was at the I was at the Halloween store the other day with Brigham, and uh, I was surprised to see so many Ted Lasso costumes there. Uh, so I think. Interesting. And okay. like other characters from Ted Lasso. Right. Yeah. So I think that'll be okay. any guy with a mustache is is eyeing up Ted Lasso this year for sure. Or girl who wants to wear a mustache. I was thinking that would be a pretty funny one as well. Just yeah. wear, put, put on the Ted Lasso mustache myself. That might be the big one from pop culture. Perhaps, yeah. Oh, if you can pull off the queen. Oh, yeah. It's weird though cuz yeah, I feel like other years there's just been a lot more selection and this year it's like we're really there's these 3. I don't I can't think of any others. Now I need to be the queen, though. I'm going to go home and I'm going to get my, <laughs> my queen costume together. B and S in 20 minutes or less. You probably heard about this earlier uh, on this week, but Aaron Judge bro- broke a home run record. Yes, 62 yeah. home runs in a single season. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. In the um, American League, right? In the American League, The National yeah. League record is 72, 73? Yes. But anyway, it was a record that's been held since, I don't know, it was Roger Maris. Roger Maris, 63 yeah. or whatever it was. Uh, but it was funny because the Fan caught the ball, caught this home run ball. I saw and the video of him catching it. He was pretty psyched. He was, yeah. but he was immediately escorted out of the stadium. And at the time when this happened, they didn't even show the replay of his face to protect oh. his identity. Because what huh. you never think about, but that ball is worth millions of dollars. Yeah. That's considerate of the broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, and the security team, apparently, during when there's a ball that's worth that much or, or that meaningful, they actually are prepared to escort you back to your vehicle so that you don't get, you know, mugged, beat up yeah. for the ball. Because when you think about it, you essentially just won the lottery. And I never really considered that before, but any time there's a player that is going for a record like this, if you sit in the outfield, there's a damn good chance that you could catch that ball and essentially win the lottery. I wonder what tickets were. 
That's how much tickets question. were? Because yeah, you think like how many people are sitting in potential home run territory? Say it's I don't know, on the high end, fifteen, twenty thousand people that yeah. could potentially catch this home run ball. That's a one in twenty thousand chance of Right. Being an overnight millionaire, like an instant millionaire. And I've been to a few Jays games where there are records like that that are trying to be broken or broken or whatever. I never thought of that. And I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, you could win the lottery if you're in a crowd when a record like that mm-hmm. is about to be taken, which is pretty crazy. And I get the security angle, too, because you wouldn't walk through a stadium with two million, like, say, two million bucks in a bag. Exactly. Yeah. So, and everybody knows. I mean, it's right there in your hand. I mean, you could yeah. try and hide it, but people have seen it at this point, and the replays were in the... Yeah, so you have to be escorted back. I just had never really considered that. Uh, I guess he pretty quickly after was was asked for two million, or they were offered two million dollars mm-hmm. for yeah, that ball. I saw ball. that headline, yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about this, and I was like, what would you do with that ball? Would you hang on to it because you know that it's only going to increase in value? So would you kind of use it as a retirement plan? Would you keep it because if you were a big enough fan of the player or would you sell it right away for that $2 million? I'd sell it tomorrow because yeah. if someone hits 63 next year, this exactly. won't be as big of a deal. That's Your how I ball will go down in value. There are a lot of people who are like, no, well, you should hold on to it because it's only going to get better. Like, but you're right. If the record stands, it will only go up in value. Not to mention, like, for me, I'd be like, I'd probably lose the thing. Like, who knows, right? You could have a house house fire and then it's gone. Well, you'd have to put it in a safe deposit box or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I know there's always a lot of pressure to return the ball to the player who hit it in yes. that instance. Yeah. And I don't agree with that. I, I mean, think it's crap. Yeah, like, if Aaron Judge wanted the ball back, he could take two of the $30 million he's going to make this year yep. and buy it. Yes, I'm just a regular guy. I always who could think use that's, two million dollars. Seriously, not to mention like he's going to hit another ball at some. You know what I mean? Like he's going to break these other records. I don't know why he would care about having that specific ball. How many records has he like kept these balls for? There's that's only a big so one. many you yeah, can. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't you care. You got to understand like just an average person what that could do to change their life. Yeah, like, like how yeah. many of those, you know, balls does your mom want on her mantle, though? You know, the the first ball in the MLB. And then yeah, like, there's other yeah. ones that I think are more significant than this. I get it's a big one, but again, like... My dad was telling me the story about Mark McGuire's record-breaking ball. Do you remember when McGuire and Sammy Sosa were chasing the record and they're mm. battling back and forth? That was an exciting season in the steroids era. Yeah, I have um, a terrible memory, but no, yeah. I, I don't remember this, but my dad said the guy who caught the ball did offer it back to Mark McGuire. He wanted some autographed gear and he wanted to meet Mark. Oh and Mark God. wouldn't meet him. Oh my God. So the guy's like, all right, fine. I'm keeping the ball. Yep. And he sold it for whatever, good. however much money. And I was like, good for that guy. Yeah. I wouldn't, you can meet Mark McGuire or you could have a million dollars. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. No. You're not that cool. Yeah, I I'll always think that's some too. No, <laughs> no, give the ball back. Nope. Nah, that dude's rich. It's mine. I need the money. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I took the boys to the park the other day. Uh, my son, Bo, who's seven, he's made friends with this this girl a few grades older than him at school. Oh. And uh, she said she was going to be at the park at five o'clock. No big deal. And could he go? Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, okay, we'll go to the park. We got some time to kill. So we went there at five. She wasn't there. And I was like, all right, well, throw the football around. So we did for like 40 minutes or so. And then I was like, okay, we got to go now. So we're in the vehicle. Just as we're loading up, she shows up with one of her friends. And Bo's like, well, can I go play? And I was like, all right, we can stay a little bit longer and you can go hang out. Yep. So he's on the monkey bars with these two older girls and he falls off the monkey bars and wins himself so bad. Oh, and no. I just, <laughs> I hear them say, oh, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And then he comes over to me and he's like, we gotta go. <laughs> <And he's laughs> 
<laughs> he's like holding back tears. He's like, we, we got to go now. And I was like, oh my God. Are you okay, dude? And then he like, he walked it off and he was all right. But man, like, one, good for him for toughing it out. Yeah. For like, don't don't let them see you cry, old nope. boy. You know. Oh my God, that's funny. And I told him after we left, I was like, I'm. Some people when they get winded get real uncool in a hurry, don't yeah. they? They. Oh some yeah. Some people freak out. They're yep. like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Yep. I'm, like, I'm gonna die. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> this is the end. one. <laughs> It's true. And I was like, so you didn't do that. No. You should be proud of yourself. It's impressive. That you just like internalize that. Yeah. Tough it out. Be tough. Oh, man. Because sometimes people, they do not act very cool when nope. they win themselves. It's a bad feeling. It is an awful feeling. It's, it really is. Especially the first time it happens yep. to you. I remember the first well, time it happened to me. you don't know what's happening to you. Yeah, like, you think you're dying. Truly. I can't breathe. I am never going to take another breath again. Yes. Yes. So that time, I understand why you'd panic a bit. But after that, then you know what's happening. You just have to you sit in it. Yeah, just chill. If I'm just calm for a second. My breath will come back. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, been... <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody I love them. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Did you see that story about Village Mall in Calgary banning high school students? I sure did, yes. Um, did you used to go to the mall during school? Uh, no, I didn't, but there were mall kids during school. Okay, because Occasionally, we, we'd go to watch the fights, but that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> all the schools I went to were all super close to a mall, uh, so we'd always rip to the mall during lunch hour, and we'd be pests for sure. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. As you said, like there'd be fights. We'd hang on the food courts. Girls would go to stitches and steal clothing. <laughs> it was just... The, and the mall that was near my high school, there was two high schools very close to it, and it was a mall that like really catered to old people. Oh no! It was like where all the mall walkers went, and all the stores were like old people stores. And then at lunch hour, high school kids would come in and <laughs> fight and steal and yeah. make a mess. And, yeah. yeah, I mean it's kind of being like part and parcel of being close to a school, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You kind of have to deal with that. And it's funny because I was trying to think of how you could remedy this from happening. Like a lot of people in the comments for this articles about the school, like banning kids, everybody's like, well, teach your kids to be more well-behaved. Okay, that's and a I'm nice like, platitude. Well, how do you actually address the that's problem That's honestly here? it, right? Um, I, I read one terribly written article. Oh my goodness, I forget which outlet it was from. But the entire article was written from the perspective of the students who have been banned. Like they quoted like one business owner at the very bottom who said that it had gotten out of control and something needed to be done. But the rest was all about like these poor kids. Where are they going to go to eat? What are mm -hmm. they? And I was like, that doesn't seem like it's really telling the full story because clearly things got to a point where the mall felt like they had to take action. Yeah. And whether or not this is the right action to take, how they're going to even enforce this, like... What, how do you... That's the problem. If you look young, you don't get to come in? How does that work? Well, I know. And, like, it, the kids are just going to congregate somewhere else now, right? Like, well, we also had... There was a pizza pizza close to our mm -hmm. school. And everyone would congregate there around lunch hour. Because, again, it's close to the school. Like, I don't know what to do about it. I think it's more the volume of kids probably than anything else too right because a lot of people look and they see a swarm of kids together and they're like oh great like a bunch of punk kids here yeah does it scare off other business yeah and I know some people were saying oh they're gonna lose so much business by doing this I would guess that a lot of the kids going there aren't even buying food no nope. because we used to do that yeah we used to go sit at you know, the mall or at a McDonald's or whatever, and only, like, one kid would buy food. We'd go to the Zeller's Diner and share one plate of fries yeah. between, like, 25 so, people. I know. There was one kid they quoted in this this bad article who was like, where are we, like, we going to go to eat? And I was like, are you buying lunch from the food court every single day? Does your high school not have a place for you to eat? Like, yeah. Bring a lunch and eat there. That's what I did. But... 
Although, Michael, we've mm-hmm. talked about my school in the cafeteria there. They had to actually divide our lunch hours to three different periods. So you could have lunch at 10 a.m. because there were so <laughs> many damn kids that they couldn't all fit into the cafeteria. So then you'd be like... 10 a.m. there, and it was still packed. So, yeah, you'd want to get the hell out of there. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm not really familiar with the mall. Me neither. This is with Village Mall. Um, but, yeah. I, like I said, I don't know how they're going to enforce it. It's tough. Are, are, they, are you allowed? I guess it's a private business, but can you turn people away just based on age? age? I don't That's know. Ageism. I yeah, I really don't know. But I also, I, I feel for the businesses where I see both sides. throngs it's tough. of kids were scaring off their customers. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, man, like, when I... Think of us at that age. It's just like, I wouldn't want to deal with me either. Oh, no. That's a no. good point. Yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. This was kind of interesting. In both school the other day, he had a bit of a dilemma. Oh. So he went in, went into the bathroom. Again, this happened at the bathroom, and there were some kids in there from his grade who were, like, beating on the stalls, like, what, kicking the doors and stuff. Oh, geez. And he went, and he told the teacher, and then when he, he came home and told me about this, I was like, I was like, I don't know if I would have told the teacher on that, yeah, about that, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like... You got to find a a line to walk here where you're like, I mean, you're keeping people safe, but you're also not ratting on people. Right. So do you think that's good advice, Shauna? Do you Mm. think I gave him the right advice there? That's a tough call. I told him, I said, if someone's in, if someone's being hurt or someone's in danger, then absolutely, you know, let an adult at the school know. Or he said, he said what if someone's being verbally. bullied? I said, yeah, then I would let someone know for sure. If someone's, someone is being physically harmed. I said... Other than that, I'd probably just let people get caught on their own. It's a tough one. Yeah. Tough one. Mm-hmm. Cause, I mean, there's also the argument that, like, if you have pride in your school and you want it to be a nice place, then you don't want... Yeah, like, you, know, you like don't want to be known happening. as the full rat kit. That's for you sure. You don't. You don't. But on the other hand, I don't know if saying don't tell on people... Because it's like, yeah, what would that... I mean, is it the right to? Is it the right thing to do? What if the teacher asks? What if the teacher says, "Does anybody see what was happening in the bathroom?" And if you just sit there quietly, like, is that wrong? Then I would say you should say something. Then you're the rat, though. Yeah, I don't know. In it's one of them, though. It's really tough. That's a tough one. Mm. It's probably the right thing to do, but is it the yeah. thing that's going to make your life the easiest? You know? Yeah, but. Hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah. I don't I s- know what I would have said about that. I yeah. I said for, like for me, I would I would it, it would come down to whether or not someone was being harmed. Yeah. Did you know? he and did that, he tell the teacher in front of these these kids? I think so. So the fear is that for you that he could get bullied for being a rat is your fear. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's just it right you don't want to be the kid that's gonna no it's gonna run and tell if they see something no go above it. Again, yeah, I don't. That's a really tough one. It was a tough one for me as a parent. I was like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I said definitely if someone's if someone's being hurt, like if someone's being bullied or someone yep. is being harmed, then yeah, definitely let an adult know. One hundred percent. Or if someone's going to hurt themselves, then yeah. let an adult know for sure. But but when it comes like if to you see, physically yeah. facing this tough school, one. you're like me. Tough one. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I gave him the wrong advice. No, I. It's yeah. It just sounds. It sounds like a weird thing to say. You know. But on the other hand, I get where you're coming from because you don't you don't want to be the rat kid. It's pragmatic. We had it's pragmatic advice. Maybe not the most idealistic no. advice, but we had a rat kid, and she she just telling absolutely everything. And she like, have a rough. Okay, would you stop? She have a rough go of it. Yeah. 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 Because she yeah she was just sucking up to the teachers and didn't really have friends. Yeah. She just told on everybody. Yeah. 
But I feel like, yeah, if you tell on people, but you're not the sucking up to the teacher and having no friends person, then that's okay. But that's a lot to. That is a complex web to navigate. That is a tight rope to walk. Mm -hmm. BNS in twenty minutes or less. Uh, I I do want to say my tax dollars thank your son for the school property. I guess yeah, that's (laughs) someone's got to replace that, right? (laughs) But uh, bring him. Is that your son? This, bring up is my younger. This is Bo. Yeah. Oh, Bo. Okay. So I, I do have to say, unless Bo was one of the ones, like, you know, destroying it, then he told on the kids, he, he's not a rat. That's you, sort of the, that's the way I look at being a rat is that, you know, there's that other criminal who rats in the other criminals because he gets a, a lighter sentence or something. He turns on the other ones. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. oh, that's even greasier than a it's rat. Super greasy. Me, that's, Yeah. Yeah, that guy deserves to be beat. <laughs> That's an, a full-out ass cactus right there. Yeah. yeah. But what about like a jailhouse snitch, right? Who's like collecting information from the other inmates to go and you like that's, that's bad. Well, it, he's already in jail and he's doing it for his own benefit. Yeah. So I get. And I guess elementary school is not jail. So this, this, this analogy is not totally... It's all about perspective, but yeah. I told him that, I said, these kids, they tend to get caught on their own. So if you're yeah. if you're acting like that, eventually you will get caught, and I don't know if you if you want to be the one to expedite that process. Yeah, so. it's 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 really tough because he's thinking that hey, that's not right, and no, you're correct, it, it isn't right. But uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that my uh, daughter's the woman that used to look after her preschool and everything. She looked at it and she's like, pick your battles. Yeah, <laughs> and that was yeah. for the kids and the parents. Yeah. It's like, is this, who is this going to benefit? Well, you know, you know, the kids aren't going to do it, but if they find out, then it could be, Yeah. the end result could be much worse. So yeah, that's, that's a really sticky thing. Yeah. For, and I understand that I've had, you know, my, my daughter is 22 now, but, uh, you know, we, we've had those issues before. She's like, those kids were doing this. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I mean, as long as you weren't doing it, that's kind of what I like, yeah. let yeah. them get in trouble. They're dumb enough, they're going to get caught eventually. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Kind of looking at it a different way, I got a message from a friend of the show, Clarissa, who said one way you could approach this dilemma with Bo is to get him to think about what the outcomes of his decisions might be. Interesting. So if I were to tell the teacher about this, what could potentially happen, both good and bad? Yeah. If I were to keep it to myself, what could happen, both good and bad? And she said, ask him those kind of questions and allow him to arrive at the conclusion himself. Interesting, yeah. And that's better than... I, I didn't want to just be like, you know, this is what I would do, do this. No. You know, he's, you have to he, explain, yeah. He's got to make his own decisions so that he has the tools to deal with these things as they come up in life, right? Yep, totally. So, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully it's not too late, but maybe I will revisit the subject with him and see what he thinks. And mm-hmm. See, was it the right decision? Could he have made a different decision? B and S in 20 minutes or less. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Beckler along with Shauna. Friend of the show, Fred, sent us this one, and, uh, whoa, it's, it's magical. Uh, it's involving Tom Brady. Okay, so apparently, Tom, you may have seen this. He is separating from his wife, Giselle. Looks Didn't like, know that. Uh, they are dealing up some divorce papers. So, And I guess there's been rumors that they've been on a bit of shaky ground for a while now. So now they officially are separating. Well, with this, uh, a lot of witches on social media have come out saying that Tom is now going to be cursed. 
Did you say witches? Yes. Okay. Yes. So people who are either Wiccan or they call themselves witches. Uh, but there are okay. hundreds of these TikTok videos and stuff appearing. And it's all these people being like, now that they're separating, Tom Brady is going to be a disaster. Because according to them, uh, he draws his power from her. Now, <laughs> before you say much, okay, okay. there is one thing. Uh Tom apparently has said before that Giselle is a witch and has performed rituals on him to help him on game days. So that did happen. Okay. Uh, I have this clip, though, of one of these uh, women who is saying, just let, uh, you know what, just, yeah. He knew that she was a white witch, which is a good witch. He only was retired for 40 days before he decided he was going to go unretire. She just wants her husband at home to be with her and her children. So, you know, a lot of people are on her side. I personally am. This is a woman who planted 40,000 trees on her birthday. Oh. The earth loves her. She also does rituals for him during the season before she predicts whether or not he's going to have a good season. A lot of men draw their power from powerful women. When she takes that back and focuses on herself, this is what happens. Don't play. <laughs> okay, now, now the, the scariest part of all that was just that evil laugh at the, at the end there. I don't just... That, ju- that little... That terrifying... That little, like, <laughs> okay. That little trickster so anyway, giggle there. There's <laughs> a lot of these videos... Now, excuse me for stereotyping here, but I wouldn't have thought there was a lot of overlap between witches and football fans. Yeah, well, apparently they're into football and they, I mean, is it the football or is it just that they follow the relationship and she said that she's a witch? Apparently she's a white witch, so maybe they follow her more than him. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't follow football. I don't know a lot about them as a Mm -hmm. couple or anything, but they're just... They seem to be at like that level where you're so wealthy and powerful that you kind of got to get into some weird stuff. For you know? sure, like, definitely. I feel like they reach a point well, they where have there's like no 48 choice. Forty-eight children, don't they? I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I know. You've got to get into something just because you're just above everybody else. So, <laughs> so far, kind of bored. We're gonna do some weird stuff now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna buy okay. a cauldron and become a witch. Um, but yes, this is the thing that's going on, on online. So. So, I mean, if he doesn't play well the rest of the season, yeah. then they're going to be like, well, it was because of the witch stuff. Yes. Right? But they I mean, will. Not the fact that he's, what, old. 40 some years old. Yep. And unretired and everything mm-hmm. else to go along with it. No, no. It, it was. It's the witch stuff. It's because Giselle put a curse on him. On the plausibility scale, Shauna, how many deflated footballs out of 10 does this get? Well, we're going to raise 12. 12, yeah. Well, that's not, that's not a very high rating. It certainly isn't. No, that's nope. almost as low as they come. 12 yeah. out of 10. BNS in 20 minutes or less. I was telling you yesterday on the show that McKenna, she made a drastic change to her hair. She dyed it fairly, a fairly vibrant red. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I'm still getting used to it. Switch but it up, yep. Thinking it might be time for me to make a change here soon, too. Cut oh, all. you're finally going to get rid of that long hair here. Yeah, I, I need it. I think I need it for Halloween, for my Halloween costume. Okay. Um, but after that, I will be good to cut it. I mean, you've been talking about this for a long time, like about a year now, yeah. at least. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been able to pull the trigger. No. Did you see um, at the beginning of last month, Jason Momoa cut off his long hair, his I signature long hair? No. Uh, I'll play the clip from you for his Instagram while he's getting his head shaved. He said why he did it. Shaving off the hair. Oh, oh, oh man. I've never even felt the wind right there. Do it for uh Single-use plastics. I'm tired of these plastic bottles. We gotta stop. 
You said oh. he was doing it for uh, single-use plastics. Interesting. Um, I'm a bit skeptical, though, because in the same video, he promotes his canned water company oh. that he owns. Mm. Uh, and then, like, mm-hmm. a couple weeks after that, he got a traditional Hawaiian head tattoo. Oh, yeah. So he would have needed his head shaved for the tattoo anyway, so okay. I think. But, I mean, it got people's attention. That video has, like, almost a million likes on Instagram. Not views. Likes. Wow. Almost a million likes. So okay. I was thinking, if I do cut mine, maybe I'll have to raise awareness for something. Yeah. Uh, obviously not on the scale of Jason Momoa, but what what cause should I draw attention to, Shauna, if I, if I shave my head? Hmm. I mean, I was going to say something like climate change, because if you just say climate change, it just fires people right up. You That's know, true. If you really wanted to get people fired up, you just, just say climate change. <laughs> say, I'm doing it to raise awareness about climate, climate change. change. It's not real. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't say just anything like else, that. people can put whatever they want oh, on yeah. it, can't they? Yeah, it's just you could do that. I was thinking that I would, if I was going to raise awareness for a cause, it would be one that's very dear to me, and it's uh, the double rims of the basketball nets at Mahogany Lake. Um, okay. I've brought this up on the show before. I think you were gone that day, but there are double rims on those basketball nets. And anybody what the hell's a double rim? It's like two layers of rim, and it, they're really unforgiving. If your shot doesn't go right oh, in, it comes bouncing back mm-hmm. out. It's kind of frustrating to play on. Oh, yeah, that's what you... And yes. Okay, I've definitely. been trying to drum up support for this cause. I don't even play basketball at Mahogany Lake, but some friends do, and they say it's a real issue down there. Mm. So... Interesting. Yeah, we. I think I told you that for our fantasy football, we um, did the basketball game to try and yeah. d- determine order. The draft order. And we went down to, um, there's a basketball net like Mount Royal mm-hmm. area over there. And same thing, all the guys were saying, oh, this is too unforgiving a rim. Double so. rims. Double rims are no good. Okay. Mm. so That's a great <laughs> cause. Yeah, you should shave your head and then raise awareness for <laughs> the Mahogany double- Lake double rims. <laughs> You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.